Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today as I always am. I'm recording here at the Furman Garner studio at KUAF, and I'm sitting here with Melinda Williams, who is one of the founders of For the Love Food Truck. And For the Love is, when I first heard about them, I was like, man, this is such a novel idea. It's an exciting way to bring people together, if for no other reason around food, but also for the fellowship that it provides. And when I think about like a lot of the food deserts that are like on the periphery of Northwest Arkansas, and, you know, we, through the pandemic, we have recognized how many food deserts there really are in this area. I think it's it's incumbent upon us to find organizations and programs like For the Love to support what they're doing because they are making a difference in our communities and are figuring out a way 
to feed one hungry stomach at a time. And so without further ado, I want to welcome Melinda Williams from For the Love Food Truck to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks Good. for having me. Yeah, no, I'm excited to have you. And, and this is awesome to be able to sit down and, and finally talk with you. I know we were originally going to schedule, schedule this a while back and the schedules be what they are. They We just had to, we had to reset it up. So this is perfect. So glad you're here today. I would love for you just to kind of just tell the audience a little bit about Melinda Williams before we get into the For the Love food truck. Just give us your real cliff note version, superhero origin story of who you are. Oh, goodness. Well, I'm Melinda Williams. Um, I am married to my husband, David Williams. I've been married for 12 years. We have four children. James is 12. Emma is 10. Harper's nine. And Levi, our little caboose, is three. We are a rowdy crew. It is never quiet at our house. I was a physical therapist for several years. And then after we had Levi, I decided to stay home and just try to keep everybody alive. Yeah. So that's what I currently do, along with helping run for the love, which kind of came about about two and a half years ago. And those were passionate about foster care and adoption in the community. We're passionate about Jesus. We're passionate about just really loving others well and bringing people together, letting people know that they're seen and that they matter and they have purpose. And For the Love has really helped us be able to do that and get involved in the community and just bring people together. So that's been really cool. All right. So so since you've mentioned For the Love and I've mentioned it, why don't you give us an introduction of what the For the Love food truck is and how it came about in the first place? Yes. So For the Love is a nonprofit food truck and our mission is to fight poverty and cultivate community. And so we do that through something called Neighbor Nights. And neighbor nights are pretty much when we invite all of our neighbors, everyone in the community to come together and have a free meal. And so it started in Bentonville and it's currently in Bentonville on Thursdays. Everybody comes together. They eat a free meal. Anyone who wants to come out, if you need the meal, amazing. If you don't, you just want to get out with your family, have a great time. Everybody's invited. We want everybody to have a seat at the table, um, meet neighbors that we might not normally meet and form community. And so how this kind of came about is myself and then um, two other friends and co-founders, Jennifer Cristofaro and Meredith Chappie, have been friends for a very long time. And this all kind of came about COVID summer of, let's see, 2020. We were running. So everybody's kind of isolated. (laughs) It's about the only thing you could do, right? Right. We had to save our sanity. We had to get out of the house. And so... We would run usually every evening kind of after bedtime around Bentonville. We all live pretty close together. So we would meet up, run around and great conversations come from running when you, you know, you're trekking up hills and trying not to die together. And we were talking about just how life had changed and how it was really, really hard at the moment, how people were isolated and people had lost their jobs, how people, you know, were financially insecure that weren't used to being financially insecure. And we were all kind of stuck at home. Nobody was going to church. Nobody was going to school. And we weren't involved in our hobbies that we were normally. And we started asking, like, what could we do? Is there something that we could do that would be helpful? How could we meet a tangible need? Like maybe feeding people and maybe families not having to worry about a meal for, you know, that night or whatever that would look like, but also safely bringing people together. So it needs to be something outside because people weren't able to gather indoors at the time. And so the idea of a food truck was born through those conversations. And the problem was we don't cook. And so (laughs) 
It seems. I was just about to ask you about that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we. I can make a mean boxed brownie yes, or mac yes, and cheese. Throw yes. the powder and the milk in there. But other than that, your girl's not not a chef. <laughs> That's not it. Yes. <laughs> and so it seemed even a little bit crazier than you know if we had a food experience really. But we kind of pitched this wild and crazy idea to some people that we knew, we loved and trusted, met some mentors, and they. We expected them to say, you know, no, this terrible is, idea. This, this yeah. is never going to work. What What are you thinking? They looked at us across the table and they said, we think y'all can do this. We think this might be a thing. Yeah. And that gave us kind of enough spark and power to say, OK, like, let's go figure this out. And so got on Facebook Marketplace, found a old food trailer. Yeah. And within... I think about three weeks of us finding that on Facebook Marketplace, the community rallied around us um, and we bought it. We bought a food truck. We had no place to put it at the time. We actually asked the people, can we just leave this in your yard for a little bit longer till we figure this out? Right. But sometimes you just kind of have to jump before you know how you're going to land and just yeah. trust this, there's a net there. Yes. You know? That's called leap before you look. Right. Right. That's what we did. <laughs> yes. We blindfolded ourselves and jumped off the cliff pretty much. Wow. But So we bought this food trailer. I always say God kind of just rolled out the red carpet because normally, I don't know about your life, normally things are hard. Oh, yeah. And there are always obstacles and there are always doors that slam in your face. And you're like, oh, you know, what was I supposed? I thought this is what I was supposed to do or where I was supposed to go. And you kind of have to, you know, beat them down or find a different way. And we always say he rolled out the red carpet for us because it was so easy. Yeah. We found a place that was willing to rent us a space in downtown Benville, which if you've been to downtown Benville, know about it. Well, it's constantly in a state of change and there's cranes everywhere. There's new buildings, there new construction, is. traffic, you name it. It's all there. there's no way you could get a spot and downtown. And parking is tough. Yes. Yeah. And so that fell into place. Um, and by November, we were having our first neighbor night. Wow. So your first neighbor night, from the time that you... You had the idea, you got the food truck to that first neighbor night. How much time are we talking about here? Let's see. It was probably late summer when we kind of came up with the idea. So I would say, let's see. Three four months, months. Four three months. months. Okay. Three to four months before we actually were handing food out of a truck and saying, oh my gosh, this is really happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, obviously the generosity of the community aided and abetted what you guys were trying to do, right? So you had this dream. You decided to basically go for it without any prerequisite experience or skill set. As you said, you really couldn't cook. That right. wasn't your thing. Right. <laughs> but you were going to open up a food truck and yes. feed some hungry people. Yes. Yes. So we always say, you know, the three of us kind of started it, came up with it. But really, like, it is not our truck. It's the communities. Because they are the ones that show up every single week. It's volunteer groups. They show up every single week. They cook the food. They prep the food. They serve the food. They keep coming back. They keep bringing more people with them. Because the three of us, there's no way we could make genuine, intentional relationships with every single person in that line every week. Sure, sure. Um, it's just not possible. And for what we're wanting to do, people have to keep coming back, even if it's just to get in line and eat, to sit with the intention of sitting with a neighbor they don't know. Right. And so that's what's been so beautiful about it is really we would have died out the first week or two had yeah. it just been us. But God provided 
people that could cook, people that knew about maintenance, people that knew about, you know, sanitation rules and health departments and licensing and that could build picnic tables and all of these things that we would have jumped off the cliff and just landed in the water. Or- sure, sure. So. So you got help. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I always tell people it does take a village, it right? Does. It really does. And, and sometimes we think, oh, that's just a trite expression. And it really doesn't mean anything until that impacts you. And, and I think you guys are seeing it firsthand. And so let's kind of unpack this because I know people are listening to this like, wow, that's I think this is, you know, when I originally heard about the concept and the idea, I was just I just liked the, I just like sharing my platform with people that are doing good things. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think it does matter. And more people need to know about what you're doing, because we hear enough bad news every day that we need good news to kind of move us and propel us forward. And, you know, it's, I always think about that. It's, um, you know, you know, I was watching The Wiz is one of my favorite movies. And there's a scene in there where the witch comes in and says, don't nobody bring me no bad news. But like, I feel like we're in a never ending loop of bad news. And so I think stories like yours do matter on a number of levels because it gives people hope. I think it also it shows people that, hey, sometimes those ideas and dreams that you have maybe aren't as crazy as you think they are. Right. If you act upon them. Right. And there's a key thing here. And I don't want to start preaching to anybody, but I want folks to I want I want folks to understand (laughs) that in order for you to do something, you have to act. You cannot sit idly by. And this is a lesson that I'm always telling my kids. But I think this is for anything, an object that stays in motion, an object that is in motion stays in motion. If you sit still or you sit idly by, I mean, there is a place and a time to be still with your thoughts and to be quiet. But in terms of moving around and getting something done, if you're not in motion, it's hard for you to move forward and move in the direction that you really want to go. Absolutely. You know, and I I just think, I mean, to me, what you guys are, have done is created a living witness and a testimony for the importance of action and the importance of relying on the goodness of others, which does exist out there. Because we're a lot of times we're sold a bill of goods that, you know, people are, you know, everybody's out for themselves. Right. And, you know, it's that's just the way that it is. And there may be some people that are like that. But I think overall, you know, in, our, in when I look at our human condition, most people want to see each other be successful. And I think we always we try to find that common ground, but it's not as all, as common as we'd like it to be. Right. But there are some things that we can gather around that allow us to just be ourselves. And food is one of those things. Right. And the idea of the food truck came up. Yes, obviously, food's going to meet a tangible need. But really, food is what brings people together. It does. Because that's that's what we do on the holidays, right? We gather <laughs> in someone's house, you know, great aunt. Right. And we eat all the amazing food and we sit and we talk and we catch up and we laugh. And that's where memories are created. Sure. That's where relationships are deepened when we're around the table and we're reaching for the bread basket and, you know, coming up with inside jokes and all of the things. And so how beautiful is it to sit with people that maybe look different from us, mm-hmm. maybe come from different places than we do, maybe have different experiences that we do. Sure. And we come with an openness to say, like, we can learn from each other. And not only that, we really need each other. Yeah. We need each other. Right. We need, I need to know what your experiences are. So my perspective can be different than just what my experience is. Exactly. And that's powerful. It's so powerful. It is. 
No, I was just thinking as you were saying that, I think it's the thing of how do we push ourselves out of our comfort zone, right? Because for most of us, and and it's a challenge that we face in this country as a whole, is that, you know, we need to walk a mile or two in each other's shoes to really understand where they're coming from. Right. And I don't think that's done enough. And so we typically will stand by and cast judgment on other individuals without first taking a moment to consider what their situation is. And and that's just across the board. I and mean, we just need to be better in that area. And, and that's something that I think does make a difference for us, especially in this community here in Northwest Arkansas. I think so, too. And I think one thing to say about it, too, is that it is scary. It's not easy to get out of your comfort zone. It's not easy to go up to somebody that is different from you. But I think so many times we're all caught up in our differences. Yeah. And we don't realize, really, we probably have way more similarities than we actually do differences. We do. We do. And if we can kind of get past the uncomfortableness and the scariness of it, oh my goodness, like there is just something so sweet about some relationships that we can create with what I always call unlikely friends, people that look different from us, people that maybe, maybe don't live in our neighborhood or aren't at the same restaurant we are on, you know, at on Saturday night or, or whatever that our kids aren't playing with naturally in the neighborhood, but we're getting our kids with other kids that are from different types of homes that we are, or maybe even different languages, different, different cultures, you know, socioeconomic statuses. And we're like crushing. I always think of like a glass wall just breaking yeah. that society tells us like, oh no, keep these yes, walls up. You exactly. got to stay in your yeah. lane. You got to Siloed, stay. you know, I mean, honestly, people would prefer to ha- keep us siloed as opposed to... It feels to, better. Yeah, it, it does. It feels nice. It, it feels does. comfortable and yeah. cozy, right? But I think when we can actually go through and we can bust that glass open, then we can say, oh my gosh, there's so much we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. There's some so much just like sweetness and depth here. And we didn't know because we didn't know. Yeah, You know, absolutely. So listening to everything that you've described about this experience and getting this started, I would imagine that you have some pretty amazing stories to share. If you can share a few, you don't have to mention names, but, you know, just anecdotally, because I, I can, uh, you know, my whole thing and, and one of my biggest, one of the biggest things that I talk about on this podcast is the importance of relationships. Relationships, it's the R word. Like I tell my kids, like, like every morning I, on our way to school, you know, we have a time of prayer and we have a time of reminder that it's all about relationships. And so I would imagine that some pretty cool relationships have been developed just through the creation of this program. And I'd love for you maybe to share one or two interesting stories that have only come about because you were obedient to the ideas and goals and dreams that you had in your head and in Meredith's head and in Jennifer's head to get for the love food truck off the ground. Yes. We have a million stories. We have a million stories. A more recent one is, you know, we are now also in Rogers on Tuesday nights. We have a second food truck. We're now in Rogers. And so this is kind of a newer, I think since January, since it's been an every week situation. Volunteers teams always get there a little bit early. They're prepping. They're getting the food ready, getting Things set up, obviously, mm-hmm. before everybody comes at 530 to eat. And so one Tuesday, I'm there and all the volunteers are coming in and I'm kind of, you know, telling them where they can go and be helpful. And a man comes in a little bit later, another volunteer, and I'm already kind of putting some like butcher paper on the tables. The kids like to draw pictures on them and sure. stuff. And so 
you know, he introduces himself and I introduce myself and I'm like, hey, would you mind? Can you grab the other end of this? Help me out. He's like, yes, absolutely. So he's helping me with the tables. A little bit, you know, later he, I'm like, do you mind to go over there and do this with the salad dressing? I mean, we're just kind of all splitting up doing things. And so it's time. Everyone's lining up. It is a crazy night. Okay. We're actually doing like a, I think it was a late Christmas dinner because weather was weird one week or something. So we were having steak. I mean, it was. Oh, wow. Okay. So the line was out the door. It was a little stressful. It was a little wild night. But this volunteer, and he had never volunteered before, was just great with the kids. He was playing games while everybody was, you know, waiting in line. Really great. So he finally comes over and I'm introducing him to another volunteer. And she says, Oh, so you go to Life Church. And he says, because that's where all the all the volunteers were from. He says, Oh no, what's that? Right. I realize in this moment, this man was not a volunteer. Yes. <laughs> he came to eat. Oh and man. I put him, him to work. To work. <laughs> and so I'm like, Oh my goodness, I am so sorry. You know, and he was like, It's fine. I love I wanna help out, you know. Yeah. By the end of that night, he everyone knew his name. He had helped. He knew what was going on. People were saving him a seat with the meal. Sure. He belonged by the time. It was, you know, a happy kind of embarrassing God accident, if you will. But let me tell you, he came back the next week and he comes back every week. And we know his name and we know when he's missing. And a lot of times he comes early and he gets back with our chef, Dylan, in the kitchen and he says, can I help out yes. before we start? And that is such a testament to me of people just want to belong. Yep. They don't care if you put them to work. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but to walk in and say, hey, you're with us. Yeah. Come do what we're doing. Come sit with <clears throat> us. Come hang out. Come eat with us. By the time he left, he had people that he didn't have before he walked in. Yeah. And so it's such a funny story, but it's also, I just feel like, really powerful. and. Powerful enough that he keeps coming and he brings friends. Wow. And so I love, I love that story. And that is more of a, a recent one. Another one I really love happened on a Thanksgiving because, you know, yes. Thursdays, it's always Thanksgiving always falls on a Thursday. And right. so Bentonville, we're usually always freezing. It's a Mod Podge crew because people have, you know, plans and everything. So my family's out there. We've got just some random families that are pitching in those nights. And Holidays are so weird because you don't know if, you know, 10 people are going to come or Mm -hmm. 200 people are going to come because people, you know, they have plans and things. And so I'm there and a little stressed because just not knowing how the night's going to go and the weather's going to go. And I do not like to be in charge of things, Randy. Like I (laughs) tell me what to do and I will go do it, but I don't want to be the leader of the pack. And so (laughs) that night I was and I, I was I was like, who is the bossiest volunteer? Can you please lead this? Anyway, we had moved the picnic tables kind of in a in a big row that night, kind of like on the Grinch when like Whoville, like everybody's, you know, one long big table so everybody can sit together. So we had a friend that always comes that um, is facing homelessness that we just, oh, we just love him so much. And then another one of his friends who is just a sweet veteran who lives alone with his dog and he just, he's just one of the crew. We just love them both. So they are there. There's two exchange students that pull up. They went from China, went from Germany. They couldn't go home for Thanksgiving because of COVID. They're from Atlanta, Georgia. All the restaurants are closed. They find themselves on Bentonville on Thanksgiving. And they're like, 
what is this? And I'm like, it's your dinner. Come back at 530. And they're like, okay. So they show up. So sweet. And then all of a sudden, the mayor of Bentonville walks up with her daughter. Oh, wow. And so there's all of these different types of people. And I'm running around making sure everything's okay. But there's this moment when I just felt like, okay, Melody, you need a pause. And I look over at this long table and our friends that are homeless and our friends that are from different countries that wish they were with their family and they're not. And then the leader of our town, sure, they're all sitting together. They're eating pie. They're laughing. They don't know. The mayor does not know that two of these friends don't have somewhere to go that night to rest their heads. And our friends that are facing homelessness, they have no idea they're sitting with the mayor of Bentonville on Thanksgiving eating pie. And I just thought in my head for a minute, like the world tells us that somebody is more successful than somebody else. And, you know, somebody is just more gifted because of what they've achieved or what they're doing and how we're all equal yeah, and we can all learn from each other. And like, this is what it's about. You know, do not miss this. All of these people sitting together, this cold holiday, eating pie. And it was just a beautiful moment. And I just feel like that's kind of what for the love embodies and what we want to happen every single week over there. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exciting. And and I I mean, just I get goosebumps just hearing stories like that, because that to me is that moves the needle for me. Right. In terms of the things that I do and why I do them. And I think sometimes we just need that encouragement, you know, that it's okay to kind of dip your toe in the water or get out there and introduce yourself to to some people that you don't know because you never know where it's going to lead to. I'm always telling my sons that, you know, talk with people, build relationships, make connections because those are important. And a lot of times you don't know what other people are going through. And sometimes you may just have a comforting word for them or just the simple fact that you acknowledge them and what they're doing. It can make all the difference in the world. I mean, you've heard those stories of people that were in the right place at the right time when someone was thinking about maybe taking their life or something like that. And they just they had a word of encouragement that just ultimately changed Changed. the trajectory of their life. Yes. And you're doing that like every meal, right? You're changing somebody's trajectory through each meal. And I think that that's important. And we collectively, and I mean, I mean, everyone, everyone listening to this, whether you're in some other part of the country thinking about moving to Northwest Arkansas, or you already live in here in Northwest Arkansas, this is a place where you can really be collaborative where you can kind of help each other out oh, yeah. and and nobody's looking at you like, what's your angle, man? Or what, right. you know, what are you trying to yes. do? You know, it's just, it's more like, oh, okay, you just want to help people out. And that's, that's kind of what it's all about. Right. So, you people know, are willing to do that. Yeah, they are. And, and I mean, I, I say it all the time. It's, it's why I do this podcast. I mean, originally it was, you know, I tell the story. It was the podcast I would have wanted to listen to when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Now it's become, well, I've created a platform. I want to share as many amazing stories as possible, you know, and every story is not for everyone. So it's fine. And I don't expect people to listen to this. I'd love for you to listen to this podcast every week, but some episodes are going to resonate more with you than others. And that's cool. And, And that's what it's all about. But but just know that my heart is certainly in the right place when it comes to that. And it just from what I've heard from you and from your colleagues and partners, your guys is have your hearts in the right place. And it's just opened up doors for you. In a lot of instances, when you look at a for-profit business, sometimes they have a hard time going through those doors. 
right? Those opportunities that aren't found because, you know, we're constantly striving to do or be something as opposed to just, you know, going out and serving the needs of others, you know, and with the constant refrain of how can I help? And that's, that makes all the difference in the world. It's like, how can I help? And then all of a sudden things just start lining up. Right. Right. And so, man, it's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have goosebumps listening to this story and, you know, just hearing you share anecdotally what you have experienced and what you will continue to experience as you expand for the love. So I want people to have a better understanding of this. Clearly, you guys are not, you guys are not paying for all of this. I can imagine that there are a lot of local organizations, there are a lot of local businesses and individuals that are collectively coming together to help support your effort and what you're doing and the difference that you're making. How does that all come together and and how can we help those that are listening that are just moved? Maybe there's somebody crying right now because it's like, this is an amazing program and this is what it's all about. How can we help for the love uh, as you continue to advance both because like I want to come up and volunteer and please, and, 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 please. and eat some dinner with you yes, guys. But yes. but I would just be curious to know how how can people serve you and what your needs are as you continue to serve the needs of others? Right. So, you know, we've been around a little less than two and a half years. I can't do math right this minute, but, you know, it's been solely pretty much do- donation based. And so individuals giving, churches. We have some churches that do give monthly, some businesses that give, and also volunteer teams. So say you have an actual team, and we always tell people, come anyway. Even if you're not signed up on a volunteer team, come and get in line and eat because really that's what it's about is sitting with people, being intentional with people. And you said it earlier, I mean, it can spark hope in someone. And that is so powerful. Oh my goodness. It is. And so even if you're not signed up to be a volunteer, if we have a small team, we can throw you in and get you a job. But if not, stand in that line and talk to somebody, ask them what their name is, look at them in the eye, save a seat for them at the table. Yeah, They may literally leave changed, but we are donation-based. And so getting on our website for the love, nwa.com donations, we will gladly take through (laughs) that. We have recently started writing grants okay. and kind of getting into that that realm, which has been so, so helpful, which is going to help us launch Springdale, like I said, by the end of the year, some really generous churches and people that give. And so that is kind of where our money comes from. Sometimes, you know, Tyson may donate protein for a certain amount of time. Pepsi donates drinks. So we do have a few connections here and there that help us be able to feed people every week. Wow. I love hearing that. And and yeah, I would imagine with all of the different suppliers to Walmart and others, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities yes. to connect with businesses that are in this area that, you know, could help you guys out. Right. So, yeah. Right. So I would encourage anybody listening to this, if you are in maybe the CPG space and, and can help out for the love, I, I would encourage you to reach out to Melinda and her team and, and see how you can help. And if nothing else, just come out on an appointed day just yeah. to volunteer and, and to do that. How many meals do you typically go through at a seating? So probably we have anywhere. Well, it really depends. Summer, it jumps up quite a bit, honestly. But from 200 to 300 meals wow. on a Thursday night okay. would be typical. Now, if weather's bad or something like that, sometimes it's a little bit lower than that. And then 
in Rogers, you know, Rogers is a little bit newer. So I would say close to 150, 200 meals on a typical Tuesday night. Wow. So people basically just come and they they have their meal, they sit down, they break bread and and make make some new connections and relationships. Yes. If people come to that and they want to pay for their food, is that an option for them as well? We always have a little kind of a donation place if people want to give a donation, okay. but it's kind of off to the side and we never the thing about That's not the focus. The thing about neighbor nights is we want everyone to look the same. Yeah. So I don't want to know in line who could pay for their meal, who can't afford to pay for their meal. I gotcha. Um because there is just a sense of dignity that we want want to have there. So there is a place to donate. Usually there's like a little box that you can slip money in if you'd like to, but that is not the point. Whether you can or you can't, we want you to be there. So yeah, and you guys are a five hundred one c three, right? We are. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. No, that that's good. Well, no, I mean, you guys, you've laid it out. So you started in Bentonville. You've got a location in Rogers now. You're hoping to move to Springdale, and you you, you haven't quite set yourself up with a location, but it is going to be in a central area of yes. Springdale. What are your hopes for the future in terms of for the love? And have you maybe had conversations with other organizations that are, hey, we want to partner up with you or we want to we want to help you expand this idea? Because, I mean, I think it's a novel idea and, and I think that it's it's one that has legs, if you know what I mean. Of course. Yes. So I think our main vision for it is just to get neighbor nights in different communities. You know, Meredith and Jennifer and myself can only be so many places, you know, with families and other commitments and things like that. But we live in Bentonville. So our community is in Bentonville. And so really feeling passionate about proximity and the people that live in certain communities are the ones that need to be serving in those communities. Those are their neighbors. yeah, And those are where you can make connections and get your kids together on play dates and help somebody out or, or make another connection. And so really raising up leaders that would be willing to kind of share our mindset, our perspective and our culture with what we've developed with like feed people, love people is kind of our like small little mantra that we, we share. That's what we want to do. Well, we want to feed people and we want to love people and getting that out in different communities and different nights that w- kind of wherever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so anybody listening to this, if you, Maybe you're in Fayetteville and you're like, oh, I love this idea. I want to bring that to Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Then you probably need to connect with Melinda and learn how how they did it and see how it can be duplicated in the area of your choice. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that makes sense because this is certainly a franchise model, if you will, of goodness. Right. right? I mean, that's that's <laughs> the whole idea behind it. So, well, man, this has really been great, Melinda. I, I really appreciate you sharing the story of For the Love and and what you guys are doing in the community. And and certainly I applaud your efforts and I I plan to come up and participate and spend some time with you guys. So I do have a a question. So if people have like maybe specific dietary requirements or issues, how do you address that? You know, that is tricky. So we do have people that come up and usually I feel like we have a pretty good Menu. We do have, we always try to have a choice Mm -hmm. because so many people that maybe do need to eat at soup kitchens or other places during the week, there's usually not an option at all. And so we always want to have an option available. And so they can actually walk up and pick. And so if there is 
a gluten-free option or something that we can do, we will try to do it. Now, trying to feed 200 to 300 people, that's not always available, but we do put our menus out ahead of time on social media during the week so people can kind of hopefully plan around it or know maybe, oh, there is going to be a salad or, you know, I can ask for a bigger one or whatever that looks like. Sure, sure. Um, And so... No, we have not nailed that down perfectly, (laughs) but we do try to put those things out in advance. And so people can kind of plan around those things. That's cool. And have any of our esteemed chefs in the Northwest Arkansas arena kind of lent themselves to you guys or offered a hand or? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we we have hired a chef. Okay. His name is Dylan and he is amazing. He's been on, oh gosh, I don't know, several months now. And has really helped us improve the quality of food because that's another thing. We want the food to be good. It's right, right. not yeah. just, a, we want this, you could go out and you could buy this meal sure. and it would be amazing that our kids love it and that we love it and that it's nourishing yeah. and it has, you know, everything we need to be able to go home full and satisfied. There are bakeries that donate almost every single week. Okay. Um, so we have amazing desserts. <laughs> There's always dessert and free company. But yes, we have a chef. We also have another chef, Chef Dan, who has been amazing with just helping us with ideas and and cooking if it's going to be a little overwhelming that week or things. So yes, so many people in the community that just have the best hearts that have been willing to lend a hand and get involved that we're so thankful for. Yeah, no, that that's exciting to hear. And I'm glad that you guys are, are finding people that are just honestly just like raising their hand, like, put yes. me in coach. I, I want to do Absolutely. it. So yeah, it's amazing. I, I love that. So, all right, well, great. So now for anybody listening to this, best ways to contact you guys, both for the website and any other way that they can get in contact if they want to be a part of the volunteer effort, if they want to donate, what's the best way for them to do that? I would say through our website. So for the love NWA.com, there is volunteer signups on the website donation opportunities on the website, just all of our information as well. Also, we are on Instagram for the love NWA. We have a Facebook page with the same type content on that. And just show up. Yeah. We always just, show just say, up, just, just show, show up. up. And where, where is the truck physically in Bentonville? In Bentonville, it's in the Gearhead parking lot. Okay. So Southwest A Street, um, right off the square. And so if you, you know, you look up Gearhead, you yep. will find it. It's a big silver stream. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. And then in Rogers, it's off Dixieland at the Dream Center. Okay. And we are in Rogers on Tuesdays and in Bentonville on Thursdays from 530 to 630 at both locations. Okay, perfect. Well, there you have it. Melinda Williams from For the Love uh, NWA and For the Love Food Truck. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. I mean, this is a food truck with a mission, right? And I think we can all get behind that mission to feed everyone, really, and and just to bring people together that wouldn't normally connect with each other. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. That's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us, or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today.
you can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.